special Friday episode of Godspeed coming your way. Tonight at 8 o'clock Pacific time, two former Godspeed guests, Ryan Key and Derek Sanders, will be hosting a workout slash DJ slash awesome event. That's going to be at cardiosportveeps.com. That will be in all the notes, of course. What this is is a virtual workout slash DJ set by these two dudes. Uh, Ryan Key, of course, you know, from Yellow Card and Derek Sanders from Mayday Parade. There hasn't really been anything like this, especially centered around this kind of music. So please tune in. Tickets are cheap. And this is a very unique thing to be a part of. So I chatted with Ryan earlier today to kind of get the details on it and to talk about the long lasting power of Yellow Card itself. We also get into some other bands like My Chemical Romance, of course. Again, visit CardiosportVeeps.com to grab your ticket now. Um, there's, there's a lot we'll get into here. Uh, I, the biggest thing I, f- I feel like is there's been such a turn in the music industry towards not only mental health, that's been around for a long time, but physical health. I mean, I just saw that, yeah. uh, Jake from August Burns Red just opened his own gym in uh, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Like it, it's a far cry from what, like maybe a basic fan would think of like the rock star lifestyle and drinking all the time and all that. Now yeah. it's like, take care of yourself, especially if you want to last. So what do you what do you attribute that to that kind of turn in music towards this stuff? Um, I think you know the community of just artists in general tends to be, um, I, I think, pretty o- overall pretty mindful. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there is that like, yes, there is that sort of rock and roll party fun vibe that happens, of, of course, but I, I don't think that's ever been the dominant force. Like, it may be mm-hmm. like. The, the one you see them, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the loudest person in the room kind of thing. Right. Um, but I, but I think that, that like just creative people in general, the, the dominant force is kind of that mindfulness. And so I think just with it, like anything nowadays, man, with social media and everybody being able to just share every single thing they're into. I mean, it's, it's not really my MO. I use my social media really primarily for, for business as mm-hmm. that's what I think that tool is for. Um, there's occasionally things in my personal life that, that, I, you know, I'll share or let people in on, but, but in general, that's, that's not, not my thing. However, I'm a big advocate for, you know, just spreading positive energy on the internet because it's just, it's so, it's such a toxic place. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that people, you know, people that are into clean eating and fitness and mindfulness and all these things is just more visible is all because of, because of social media. Um, you think it was I think always this, there? I do. Yeah. I mean, like be, being on warp tour, as long as I was, I, I wasn't a part of the, the, the movement back when I was, when I was younger, I was not in shape, but I took terrible care of my body and my, my diet and everything, my, my alcohol, drug use, all of that crap when I was in my twenties was, mm-hmm. was dark days, man. Just, it just was, you know, um, I, I started to kind of get fit in like the late 2000, 2008, nine, 10 is when I really kind of turned it around and. I got sober for a whole year. Um, I got a personal trainer and like started going to the gym for the first time in my entire life and put on a lot of weight and good, like good weight. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was like bad skinny, like unhealthy skinny, right. you know, like malnourished, <laughs> uh, Jack Daniels and Taco Bell for fucking like six years straight, you know, eight, seven years straight. Um, so I, I, I really turned it around and I, and I got in shape and, and it's been patchy for me because mm-hmm. I travel so much and I, I love traveling and I'll be gone for six weeks, eight weeks at a time. And I, and I, I, I am someone who kind of struggles with like 
taking that routine on the road with me. I don't really enjoy the gym at all. So like hotel gyms are just, they just don't do it for me. You know, yeah, you never know um, what you're going to get either. Yeah. Yeah. But, but when I, but I get back in it, you know, I know, I know my, I listen to my body more now than ever. And I know like, okay, bro, you, it's time to, you know, let's, let's kick it back into gear. Um, but, but I'm saying all that to say that while I wasn't into it when I was, when I was younger, there was always a presence of like exercise groups and, mm-hmm. you know, people lifting and, and guys that were kind of like either, you know, certified personal trainers maybe, or like just really fit band dudes that were like leading workouts and, and stuff on work tour. It was just, I mean, that, that's, that's like the place, I guess I would say that I, I've seen it the most because yeah. it's just such a big community of people. Um, and it's always been there. It's all, you know, it's always been there. So do you look back now and think, man, if I would have adopted this at like 2021, 20, I mean, you guys toured nonstop and you think, yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I, most of that phase, that chapter of my life is, is, uh, you know, I, I have to, again, kind of back to mindfulness, like I have to choose to either, I have the choice to look at it with regret and remorse or to look at it like building blocks, you know, and lessons for, True. for where, where I've ended up now. So I certainly don't look at it saying like, I wish I would have this or that because I would lose my mind. I mean, <laughs> I, if, I, if I lived like that, um, because you know, yellow card had so much success, man. So I, am not downplaying that whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. so beyond lucky to have had the opportunities we had and the success we had, but that all that said, there's, you know, there wasn't social media back then. Like there is right. now no, no one knew like the inner workings of, of our band and stuff we were going through behind the TRL scene. And it was not great it wasn't a great place to work really mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I put myself in that in you know, to blame for that as much as anybody else. I, I certainly am not saying that it was somebody's fault. It was just kind of a toxic environment for everyone involved. And so it, it, if I look back on that stuff and it was like, you know, dread and regret about like the mistakes and stuff, I would, I would just wallow in it forever. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like choose to just realize like how fortunate I am to, have survived it all and, and learned the lessons I've learned and not be in a toxic environment anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and, and working with people that, um, you know, that we all like my working relationships now are, are just better taken care of by me because I have better tools to deal with stress and anxiety and insecurity and all the things mm-hmm. that sort of welled up in me as a young artist that had no idea what the fuck I was doing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah. And, and I, you know, like I said, taking care of myself physically is, is a part of that now. Um, and, and so I think the lesson is not to say, God, I wish I had done that. It's to go like, you can, you can do it now. Look, look at what happened because you didn't do it. Like, look at how the shape your, your body was in, your mental health was in mm-hmm. all that back then, because you weren't doing these things that should teach you to do it now. So that's kind yeah. of try, how I try to live my life. Well, it makes you think of, you know, something, you know, you think of somebody like Motley Crue or something from, from any of those bands back then. And you're like, how, how did the hell did they do that? I don't know, man. Well, I mean, read the books. <laughs> and part of it is yeah. just the fact that they had an endless, uh, you know, a, a hose, a, a <laughs> spigot, whatever you want to call it, that was spewing out money that would never turn off. So True. they had on-call doctors and IVs and like, you know, I mean, they, they were hooked up to machines basically to keep them alive and get them yeah. on stage, you know? Um, True. That's and, all other And that's world. literally how, that's literally how they did it. I think yeah. they basically had like a medical tent side stage to be like, all right, 
here, here's a sh- adrenaline shot, an IV, a penicillin <laughs> shot, you know, a B vitamin shot or whatever else to get you up there to get through the show. I mean, that's, uh, but that's a wild time though. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Um, I was reading that as far as playlist stuff that you like to have while you're working out, it's a lot more seemingly like mellow stuff, like in explosions yeah. in the sky. I know yeah. for me, I, I tend to, I tend to think the only time I listen to something to like, maybe like something heavier or hip hop is at the gym. Like I, you want to feel mm-hmm. like you're in a movie or something. And so yeah. reading that, I was like, Oh, like that must be more distraction for you. That work distraction works more for you. Would you say? Yeah. I, I find that if I'm, I'm kind of get lost in like, in what I'm listening to, I, I find, I'm like, Oh, it's, I've been here for 45 minutes. Mm. Sweet. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, whereas if, if I'm listening to really, I'll do this too. If, if I'm listening to like, rock songs i you know i know that every rock song in my phone goes verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus so as i'm working out to it i'm going like oh my god four more songs you know (laughs) three three more songs whereas if i listen to more ambient you know um like post-rock or or score style stuff it's like it just kind of bleeds together into this blissful thing that that yeah. keeps me, I guess, distracted is one way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like listening to a film score while you study or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what, what about what you're doing tonight uh, with cardio sport? What do you, what do you, how does that, how is that different than just, Hey, I'm just going to go kill it at the gym for two hours. Like what sets this apart besides obviously the music and the appeal of, Whoa, one of my favorite singers is leading this thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when, when it was, when it was brought to me, the most appealing thing about it is, as I mentioned, when we first started talking about how I just don't enjoy going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And so like my, my, my favorite form of exercise, would probably be playing soccer. So if I could just like, if I, if I could five days a week, if I could get on a soccer field with, with people and, and play, I, I, I would do that. Um, but you know, and it's funny, this workout is actually very centered around a soccer ball. It's, you're not necessarily playing soccer, but you use the ball for, mm. for a lot of different movements and interacting and with the concept of distraction, yeah. uh, the idea that if you're listening to my cam and taking back Sunday and, and doing all these different sporadic movements with a, with a ball, you know, you're, you you're not focused on that. You don't get lethargic, like focus on the time and the reps and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that, it just sounded like kind of my vibe of like what I like to do. Um, and, and then it was also kind of pitched in a cool way where I thought, yeah, that, that tracks like just how much people are missing going to shows right now and jumping around. And, and I mean, for some people, that's like a weekly form of exercise, you know, mm-hmm. um, it certainly was for me for 17 years, you know, running yeah. around up there like an idiot. So um I think that the idea that you get, you can go in and, and kind of have a, um, you know, an active experience to, to the, this genre of music is a new idea and, and can fill, maybe, you know, fill some of that void, uh, of, of really moving to the music, um, while also accomplishing fitness goals, you know? So that's awesome. I've, I've read too, that you and specifically you, Derek Sanders, who's also doing this. And then Jordan from newfound glory kind of almost have like an alter ego, when you're up there yeah for sure man i mean all three of us actually if you think i mean if you know the three of us personally i actually think there's a very there's a similarity in our sort of like when we're in social settings kind of subdued nature mm-hmm. um and and when we do and i've done events with i want to say maybe the three of us have actually done one together all all together but i've definitely done you know one with both of them uh or multiple with both of them and and yeah, I mean, we just, if you've seen Jordan play shows and you've mm-hmm. seen, you've seen all three of us play shows. I mean, that in itself is sort of an alter ego, totally. you know? Um, and, and I, I think it's similar to that, but, 
but just just doing the emo night stuff in general was was such a learning process because I, I when it first started I was kind of on the hater train I didn't really understand what it was and Same like here. I just yeah. thought this is really weird what are you talking about and I always I, I probably said this in 15 interviews but when I went and did my first one though which was totally financially driven it was like hey we'll pay you this for an hour I was like well I can't not do that yeah so I so I go to do it and I was forever changed because I tell everyone now like you can have your opinion, but if you get from my vantage point on a stage, the first show I did, granted, there was like 2000 people there for the, yeah. for emo night. So uh, it was, a, it was post yellow card newfound show and everybody just stayed after. So it was a big one, but looking out and seeing that many people like legitimately having the most fun of their lives, like mm-hmm. you can't, you can't hate on that. You just can't, you can't do it. Yep. Like people, need to be happy people need we need happiness we need positivity in this world and those events are 100 percent fueled by happiness and positivity yep. and so like i get it that it's strange and there's some arguments for is it taking away from shows there's no evidence to back that up whatsoever there's no bands that are selling out shows that are not selling out shows because of emo night mm-hmm. people people who are 35 years old are not able to go to six shows a week anymore. That's a fact. It's not yep. emo night taking away from your ticket sales. That's their babies and their families and their jobs. So you give them one night a month where they can go out with their friends, have a couple drinks, lose their minds in a comfortable setting where nobody looks at them like a freak for jumping around and crowd surfing and doing all the stuff they used to do when they were 20. It's a brilliant business model and people absolutely love it. And so after I started doing it and kind of like just seeing how passionate people are at the shows, even though it's just a laptop playing songs, it was like, I, I'm on board. I'm, I'm, I'm totally yeah. with this. No, I exact same thing where I, 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 even the first time I went, I remember standing there. Yeah. Like still skeptical of like, are they making fun of this a little bit? I'm not going to like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and I think once also like seeing people dress up like they did 10 years ago and la- being able yeah. to laugh at that, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. Like we should be laughing yeah. at this and we can, we can laugh and still hold it with high regard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool to see. And you, you do the Brooklyn one mainly, right? Or only? Yeah. I, yeah. I've done, I've not, not only, but any of the other ones, anything not Brooklyn has been um, either like a private event or, or kind of a local one, you know, that is, is just happens in whatever town every month, but it's not, it's not a national brand. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, Ethan and Alex, the, the founders of, of the, of Emo Night Brooklyn have become, super close friends of mine i've done probably 200 shows or something Mm -hmm. with them um you know and i'm really grateful because i don't have yellow card anymore so for the last three years doing you know pre-covid i'm I'm doing eight ten twenty depending on the year of the you know those shows a year that's it's really been financially helpful for me to keep the dream alive you know and and Mm -hmm. i have to fly out for a weekend to do two shows and Mm -hmm. and i can come back home and comfortably keep working on on other projects that maybe aren't generating a lot of revenue yet because they're sort of like pipeline ideas and things you know yeah. so i'm grateful that i've had the opportunity because it's 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 allowed me to just you know keep this being my job which is just crazy well and has it has it kind of given you even to like a different filter on like your own stuff i mean you so if someone told you at 21 hey they're going to be playing these songs at workout nights like that doesn't make any yeah. sense so now right you've, now you've seen them through new lights i would assume I think what it's done mostly is kind of open my ears to music that I, I, I was never really into our scene of music, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like uh, yellow card was so 
so very much born out of late 90s warp tour kind of west coast punk stuff no mm-hmm. effects and, and lag wagon and, and strung out no use for a name um and many others but like we th- then the, the scene kind of started rolling with all the all these other bands that were kind of coming out of this like east coast sound um you know the saves the days of the world and fallout mm. boy you know the chicago bands yeah um and everybody got kind of lumped together and and uh, granted when i joined yellow card they had already been a band for for, for a few years at very at a young age in high school and stuff and, and so i replaced the original vocalist and and kind of became the like primary songwriter at least from like a melodic and lyrical standpoint and really shifted the dynamic of how the songs were because they went from being like lag wagon kind of skate punk to like way more pop pop rock mm-hmm. but nonetheless i didn't i wasn't like hip to this like scene we were going to be in i didn't even know we didn't know that was like a thing right um and we didn't really come up with any other bands whereas like a lot of the bands from new york and, and long island and chicago and socal yeah. they they kind of had a group but we were sort of loners we we just we, we just were i mean i don't know why that is there there wasn't really another band in florida in jacksonville yeah. Newfound was from Florida, but they were from South Florida, which is six hours away. We didn't really ever play with yeah. them even back back then. Um, so we just we didn't have a community of other bands to be like, oh, okay, this thing is forming. We sort of always felt like we were almost on the outside looking in, and and then compound that by the fact that it just even the music we were making like wasn't my favorite kind of music really, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's gotten got I guess gotten worse over the years as far as just how far away I've gotten from rock music. Like I just don't, I don't listen to any rock and roll anymore. Hardly. Um, and, um, unless you count post-rock shit, like explosions and stuff Mm -hmm. as rock, which it is, it is, but, um, but yeah, so it's like what, what, what emo night and these types of things have done for me is go, Oh shit, dude, this, this band rips, you know, Mm -hmm. or damn, this song is insane. You know, stuff that I didn't really, uh, listen to whether it was out of me being a snotty young kid who was like, I don't like that, you know, or they're out of like stupid, petty, competitive attitude back then, which a, a lot of us had, um, or, or, or it just wasn't like my thing. But, but now, you know, there's, I would say my biggest revelation has been my chemical romance. Really? Um, yeah. Like just didn't have a beat on that at all back when we were young and, mm. and when they were, when they were huge and now like just getting into their songs through, through emo night, like, there is there's some profound shit going on on those records yeah um and i it's really so so you know just to answer your question i think i haven't really thought about yellow cards so much but it has been uh cool to like go back into the catalog of some of the bands that are like our peers that um i didn't necessarily explore back when we were when we were kind of all active you know yeah and mcr is is a strange one i feel like i was at the tail end of like i knew that black parade was a big deal and it was ambitious and stuff but mm-hmm. i think still seeing the fan reaction to them today I'm, I'm like okay yeah i missed the boat on that i guess yeah it's crazy yeah the, the, what a what a crazy force of nature that band is <laughs> <laughs> well we'll wrap it up with this how do you how do you on a virtual event like this how do you kind of kick up your energy you don't have the crowd <laughs> practice man practice mm-hmm. of of doing so many of the shows that i've done you know i just mm-hmm. i mean it's not easy it's really freaking awkward obviously i had like <laughs> my whole my whole like streaming setup in my room in my studio and i'm just like running around and jumping around by myself <laughs> you know um mm-hmm. but but you put it in context in your mind of like the workout is going to be kind of split screen you know we'll be like 
down in the corner and then kind of full screen for certain times. But okay. it's going to be really edited, I think, together in that way. Or if not edited, I mean, it's not going to be just like full screen me doing the thing. It's going to be the instructors in the class and all that. Okay. So yeah. kind of putting that in perspective of going like, okay, as long as I'm kind of moving around down there or whatever, it'll all, it'll all gel. So, sure. I mean, we'll see. But, you know, if someone had been like watching me through the window that night. Like, I I don't know if you you follow that account on Instagram influencers in the wild. Mm -hmm. Um, but like that would have been, someone would have gotten some gold for that account. (laughs) They had a phone through my window. I think uh, when I watch it, I'll just turn down the sound a few times and and see how (laughs) it looks. But, and are you still doing the, um, are you still doing a star Wars podcast with Adam and those Um, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Adam Russell from story of the year and uh, Nick Gambarian from Bayside and I, um, have our, our little show comes out every Thursday. It's called thank the maker. Thank the maker. That's right. I had to pull this out just for the, just <laughs> right on. I did an interview yesterday and the dude had on a, a Vader shirt and like, a, um, a Vader hat with the Mickey ears. Like he would just full went, went full went for on it. for the interview. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, we could do a whole one on Mandalorian. So I'll let mm-hmm. you go there. Do you mind if I do a screenshot real quick? No, not at all. Now we get you some I've been, light. I've been sending, uh, placing this guy everywhere and sending pictures to my nephews, and they just think it's the funniest thing. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Speaking, of, I'll say this lastly. Speaking of kind of like uh, seeing your songs in different lights, or you know, kind of what we were just talking about. I'd say the last ten to fifteen weddings I went to with my friends played Ocean Avenue was the final song, and that's when everyone runs out on the floor, including my own wedding. So I love that man. It's never yeah, ending. I love that. It's- <laughs> Funny, I had having a little conversation with a, with a guy today who runs um, kind of like a wedding a company, um, and and his reason for reaching out to me was sort of along those lines, like mm. um, not. And it would be this. It's a it's a cool opportunity as far as like it's totally back end. Like it's not it's not like me DJing weddings. It's like, right. hey, bro, I think you could have a a good interest in this in our little company as far as like marketing and branding and all this stuff because. Wow so i don't know we'll see what it is but it's funny you mentioned that because i literally had a call about weddings today oh that's awesome so, i mean weddings yeah. is uh, where the money's at so it's lucrative bro <laughs> it's definitely a lucrative yes so we'll see well dude thanks ryan that was great i'm stoked i'm gonna watch it tonight okay bud cool nice to meet you you too I appreciate it have a good day all right man yeah be well That was my chat with Ryan Key. Again, visit Cardio Sport Veeps to snag your ticket. It's happening tonight, Friday night, 8 o'clock. Go to that website now. Get your ticket. It's going to be very cool, very unique. Don't forget to do that. Enjoy the episode. You already did. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. I'm not waiting for you, waiting for